Welcome to uh, the Carney E-Free podcast, and uh, this podcast uh, provides an opportunity for ministry leaders and pastors to talk about various topics that are happening within the church and uh, within our community and around the world. And my name's Scott Stober. I'm the executive pastor here, and I'm talking with Adrian Boykin. He's our lead pastor, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, prayer room this morning and. Uh, it was it was kind of exciting. We just uh, had the dedication yesterday, and uh, it was uh, quite the feat to uh, tie all the three rooms together. And uh, um, our our tech team and kind of went above and beyond the call just to make that happen. But yeah. um, it was fun to um, just see all the people connected and connecting those spaces. And I just wondered, Adrian, did you have any impressions from? from that yesterday? I was impressed with it. I mean, the first impression that I had was the magnitude of technology and the problem solving and ideation behind Cody and Eric and Matt and and you, Scott, just the work of the entire team to put something like that on where we had video simulcast across three different rooms Mm. and that it pretty much went off without a hitch. Um, so, I mean, that was the first impression, but I, I personally enjoyed the, de- the dedication. I, I enjoyed the, the diversity that was felt there amongst all different areas of our church family and the excitement of uh, the bilingual ministry specifically to be in the chapel area, as well as, you know, a lot of excitement from people both on Saturday and on Sunday with respect to the prayer room. I don't know if you knew this, Scott, but we had a a prayer gathering on Saturday, a, a teaching mm-hmm. related to uh, the use of listening prayer and um, a time for the prayer team to grow in that room. And we had about 20 members of the prayer team show up for that. Wow, that's awesome. And um, so that was the first time that the prayer room was officially used. And they came in there and saw the artwork on the walls, and it really pops. The artwork is beautiful. And the dividers... Um, ensure a level of privacy while at the same time not giving an office feel there's just a feel in there that is warm there's plants beautiful sunlight streaming in there's a level of privacy though that people can have and yet it blends in with the rest of the church in a really really nice way so yeah i think between both saturday and sunday the the prayer times in that room on sunday as well the dedication service it it was just a good first weekend Mm. Well, just pulling all those things together was a fun process. And, you know, just as my role as executive pastor and, uh, you know, my previous role as an architect uh, just blended perfectly on this project. And I got to manage both, you know, the chapel and the prayer room and and bring all those things together. And it's really fun when a project, like, takes on a life of its own and people start adding things like the the furniture and the artwork and the people doing the even the electrical work and all that just start making it better and better each time they show up and they get excited about the project and um, just take it on make it their own and that was to me that was the most fun part of the whole process of, of bringing these things to reality yeah yeah you led really well in both of those projects architecturally and with uh, Wilkins Architecture, 
building and design, the way they came in and led was tremendous across the entire process. Uh, for me personally, you know, I don't love capital campaigns. Very few pastors do. But to be a part of this one with you and not to have to worry at all about the architecture, the design. You know, I was in some of those meetings with yeah, you yeah. early on, and we had some good conversations about uh, various d design elements for both rooms, but especially for the prayer room, is that's really near to my heart. Um, but it was an easy process for me because of uh, your work architecturally and then also your knowing our hearts related to both of the rooms. And I just think, you know, in God's providence, uh, he brought the right people to the team to help them really come together, both rooms, for the benefit of our church as a whole. At least is what we're talking about here today. I mean, the prayer room is an addition to the building. The chapel was a modification of a great space within the building, but the prayer room is an addition to the building. It increases our square footage by a small amount. Yeah. But um, whenever you add space to a beautiful building, it can start to feel like an appendage that doesn't really match. And part of what's really great about that room is there's some distinction to it in terms of its articulation, but it's also assimilated with the rest of the space, so it doesn't feel like it's an add-on that was uh, completed in 2020. It feels like it blends into our existing sanctuary and to our lobby space, and yet there's a distinct element that people can utilize any time of day or night. Hmm. I was going to kind of tag on what you said earlier about the, the brightness of the room. I feel like that room's just in the exact right place on the south side of the building. The light streams in, uh, just fills that space. And, uh, you know, you can't, people can see out, they can see the sky, the trees, and feel like they're kind of connected to what's happening outside. And it just it just adds a really peaceful uh, element to that that space and you know if it had been buried somewhere in the building I think it just would have just wouldn't have had the right feel but that the whole design team coming together and um, you know all our staff and their input it ended up in exactly the right place and the other thing is just the the chapel you know reusing those existing spaces that just were kind of underutilized they just weren't they they'd been there for 20 plus years and um, we'd used them well, but um, we kind of moved beyond their current design and to redo those and rejuvenate that space and, and see it come alive again. And uh, especially on Sunday morning, it was like packed in there. I think people really wanted to see what, was, what it was like in there and what, what that space was going to be like. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was good energy for the dedication service and auditorium. There was great energy for the dedication service in the chapel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the prayer room as well. Uh, people were excited to see the new spaces. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the light streaming in in the prayer room, and that's a comment that I've received from a number of people, that you have both the light streaming in from large, beautiful windows, south-facing, and then you have the lower section of... I don't know, probably up to seven feet that you have frosted glass. And so it still assures that level of privacy as people go in. And, um, you know, prayer is an intimate thing. And you need a level of anonymity yeah. if you're going to pray with a prayer partner on Sunday morning or if you're going to use the prayer at midnight on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, you'd like to have some anonymity. And uh, the frosted gra glass assures that. 
And I think the design of the prayer room, there's something very, very significant about space. And uh, you want a space to be quiet and meditative for prayer. You also would love to have a space that um, conjures a sense of beauty. And that space does. I think it conjures a sense of Nebraska personally in mm. a great way because Nebraska's got a lot of sunlight. We're blessed with that in our state. And so you feel that when you're in the room. It's not a dark, cloudy prayer room. It's a bright prayer room. And then uh, you look at the walls and you see these beautiful portraits that represent Nebraska. Yeah, I was going to say that. Danny Gildorf's paintings just totally epitomize that that Nebraska feel and the sunset and the colors in those. And so, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know, many of us are, are pretty private people and I am too. And you can have that in that room. Mm. And at the same time, if you'd like to meet with a small number of people and pray, we have the flexibility to do that in, in, in there as well. Yeah. I thought it, I was um, uh, not surprised. I was glad that we got a good response from people on the prayer cards too. I don't know if you had a chance to read through those, but I, I read through them, and, uh, you know, they they just followed the theme of in this place, you know, that there'd be healing, that there would be, um, you know, marriages started that glorify God, that just that everything that happened, that, that youth would come to know Christ, and um, I just feel like people really get why we did those spaces. I think you did a really good job of just communicating that, but people have owned it and really want to see that happen, and that's been their, that's going to be their prayers for those spaces. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to read those yet. I look forward to reading them later today. I've been taking a little bit of a breath this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it was a busy weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a busy weekend. It was a good weekend, but it was a full one. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, I think... Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens in the future with those spaces, and uh, you know we've we've set it up well. I feel like, and it's they're ready to be used, and uh, um, it'll just be exciting to see what people do with them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, I guess I would really encourage people that um, you can utilize the space any time of day or night if you come in yeah. during normal business hours, then you can come through the east entrance and then go over to the prayer room and it'll be unlocked for you. Uh, if you would like to pray on Sunday morning, then it's available for you on Sunday morning. I personally uh, feel invigorated by the prayers of, of our church. Mm -hmm. um, people tell me that they pray for me uh, as I preach on Sunday morning and that makes a difference for me personally. And so the thought of that being utilized almost as a place to keep the fires burning on Sunday morning yeah. is exciting to me. And then, uh, you know, after services on Sundays, we typically have had prayer partners available at the front of the auditorium, but it takes a ton of courage to admit that I need prayer for one. And then number two, not only do I admit that I need prayer here on Sunday morning, there's something that was said at the, in the message that pricked my heart or something even before coming into church that I've been wrestling with, that I've been struggling with this past week. And I'd like to talk to someone and it's been such a burden. I can't even think of what to say to anyone, mm. let alone how I would pray that prayer to God. I mean, many people feel that we've yeah. all, I've certainly felt that on a number of different occasions. And you think about the, the courage that is required to come to church on Sunday morning and say that to someone and then hope that that person would 
be able to pray for you, that they would have a courage to pray for you and a relationship with Christ to do so. And then on top of that, that you would move up to the front of the auditorium, which is really the only space that we had up to this point. And they would meet with someone even as five or 600 people see that they're going to meet with someone for prayer. Uh, Some people can do that and God bless them. Um, You know, some people have that level of spiritual courage and they realize that we are all in process and it's no big deal to admit that I'm in process. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal for other people to know that I'm in process. And really it isn't a big deal. At the end of the day, we're all in the same boat and it's very, very normal to acknowledge that none of us have arrived and so it's normal to ask for prayer. But you want to set the bar a little bit lower than that. Mm, yeah. And I think by offering a sanctuary of kinds on Sunday morning via the prayer room, we are lowering the bar for people to go individually at the end of a worship service and either pray by themselves in one of about six different cubbies that are in that room and they can pray privately or they can go there and if they don't have words to say they can meet with the male or female prayer partner and have a level of privacy and do that um, in the prayer room and the prayer room is equipped with bibles and a real nice prayer journal that people can write down their prayers if they like Um, but there's uh, again that level of anonymity and uh, partnership in prayer that I think saves people from the potential fears and embarrassment of going up to the front of the auditorium in front of 600 people. Mm, yeah. We empathize with that. Well, you know, we don't expect people to come in church and they've arrived and, hey, I have all this courage to be able to, to deal with this in front of a whole bunch of other people. Um, you know, we're all in process and that's totally normal to want some uh, level of anonymity as you pray with someone. Hmm. That kind of resonates with me, too, because I, I feel like a lot of my job is removing barriers that get in the way sometimes of ministry and making ministry easier. So uh, making it easier for people to connect with uh, people to pray with them or pastors or whatever. Um, if I can do that, that's, that's fun to be a part of that, that yeah. part of things. Yeah, yeah. And you've done that well. I mean, early on in this process, you remember, Scott, we had some questions from people why do we need a prayer room? You can pray anywhere. And that's a really good question. Uh, theologically, we do not need a prayer room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God can hear your prayers when your eyes are open or closed. God can hear your prayers when you're in your basement or in the living room or in a prayer room or in the sanctuary or when you're on a walk. God can hear your prayers when you're standing on your head. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, like the, the, the physical place, uh, your specific posture physically doesn't ultimately matter. What matters is your heart, that you would have a posture of submission to the Lord in prayer in your heart. But, but physically, the place and uh, your physical positioning doesn't matter a lot theologically. But psychologically, place matters a ton. Mm, yeah. It matters a ton. And when I fall to my knees, something happens to me as I pray. Mm. And when I meet with someone that I trust and I share something that's difficult in my life, something happens to me psychologically that positions me for prayer. When I meet in a space that is beautiful, that calls on the beauty of our surroundings 
and that is private and that is made for devotion to God, that is set apart for that, something happens in me mm-hmm. and happens in other people as well. And spiritual masters have known this across the centuries, and so we're catching up with them. And I think we've provided a unique space in our area for people of all stripes to go meet with God. Mm. Well, it's it was exciting to be a part of the, the whole dedication yesterday, and uh, yeah, like I said, it'll be exciting to see what how God uses it. And mm-hmm. So, well, thanks for getting together this morning and chatting about this, and uh, we look forward to hearing feedback from people on how they use it and how they use the spaces, or if there's anything we can do to um, just make it easier for them to use the space. So yeah, it'll be exciting yeah. to see what happens. And Scott, thanks so much for your leadership to get us to this point. You've led really, really well to get us this place of having a prayer room and the chapel dedicated behind the scenes. Many people don't know that, but Scott's been our leader with this. Well, thanks. I I think we make a good team. It's your vision and my execution, and together we make things happen. So thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Yeah.